Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Gives to Estime. He leaps at the one and goes over the strike. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Hartman keeps it, runs it up the middle, bulldozing to the end zone, and he's in. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Low snap, hands off inside to Estime. 10-5. He'll get there. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Speed on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. It's time for our weekly conversation with Tim Murray, diehard Notre Dame football fan and host out in Las Vegas for VEASAN's primetime show. We'll talk some Notre Dame football. We'll talk some wagering all into one conversation. Tim, how are things in Vegas this week? Darren, they're good. We're fired up. Um, you know, we got five games and uh, or five days of games here for college football, and then uh, the folks that uh, prefer the NFL, we're a week away from that. So, no, things are are ramping up. It is a it is certainly a time to be excited to be in Las Vegas. Am I correct that the NFL might be the most difficult of the sports to handicap? Well, I think. Your point is accurate in this regard. It is the tightest market, right? You have okay. the, you know, the probably the, the least edge, if you so to speak, when it comes to betting into those lines. So, you know, you're going to have people that are going to have big years, uh, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, when you think about like college basketball, and, you know, finding uh, edges there, uh, you certainly could find more edges there than in a sport like the NFL, where there's so many eyeballs. And there's so many dollars invested in it from a betting standpoint of things. I remember last week we had a conversation about Notre Dame's win total for the year eight and a half. Did that change at all based on how good they looked against Navy on Saturday? You know, usually most markets there when it comes to win totals kind of go off the board once they play their first game. Uh, There are certain places um, that will do adjusted win totals. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, I was talking to one sportsbook director here in Las Vegas earlier this week, and, uh, you know, he was pretty bullish on Notre Dame this year. And he said when the influential betters kind of came in, the, the professionals, the sharps, he actually lowered his power rating two points on Notre Dame to, wow. to kind of be in lockstep with them. And then when he saw the Notre Dame Navy game, he actually said he raised it back up a point. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, opinions have, have changed a little bit. Uh, I know certainly I'm, I'm sure folks in, in South Bend and, and on your program have, have discussed, you know, uh, don't, don't get over, too overly excited. But um, when you look at a place like DraftKings, who does do kind of uh, updated win total bets, uh, Notre Dame is now sitting at nine, hmm. uh, and it's you know, minus 125 to the under when it was probably around minus 160-ish. Uh, at its peak before, you know, a lot of shops went down to eight and a half. So, yeah, there has been certainly after just one game and a game they were expected to win, obviously, them being a 20 and a half point favorite. But there has been some adjustment, albeit slight, 
mm-hmm. uh, in Notre Dame uh, when it comes to the uh, eyes of odds makers. Tim, how did that game change your thinking about your football team? Well, I think, you know, for me, it, it gave me reassurance that the floor is maybe higher than I expected. Now, you know, could, could they prove us wrong and go to NC State next week and lose or go to Louisville or go to Duke or host Pittsburgh? You know, all those games are going to be tricky. And you look at some of the point spreads out there, you know, Notre Dame's in that four-and-a-half-point favorite range against Louisville uh, the week after they play Ohio State. Uh, you know, six-point favorite against NC State next week. Uh, we'll see what that is after both those teams, you know, take the field this weekend. NC State plays tonight against UConn, which is kind of an interesting uh, spot for, for the Wolfpack. But, you know, for me, it, it gave me a little bit more reassurance. You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago where uh, camp and the reports that, that we had heard, I was starting to get a little more encouraged uh, by the de- defensive side of things and the defensive line but the, the wide receivers did, you know, give me some pause. And, and look, you know, it's one game. Uh, seeing Jaden Greathouse catch a couple touchdowns got me pretty excited. Uh, Jaden Thomas and his, it seems like, rapport with, uh, with Sam Hartman. I won't call him Sam Howe. I know I slipped <laughs> last week on the show and called him Sam Howe. Sam Hartman. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's still some questions, right? You know, uh, Merriweather uh, dropped his, his lone, uh, you know, pass that was thrown his way. And, and that's someone I think Notre Dame fans are still waiting for him to pop. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of – I would say the floor has been raised. Uh, and, and I think now, you know, when I wrote up Notre Dame in our decent college football betting guide, Darren, I said it was more likely that Notre Dame would go 8-4 and four than 10-2 and two in my opinion, but I thought it was a 9-3 and three football team. Mm-hmm. I would flip that now. I would say it's more likely they go 10-2 and two than 8-4 and four after what we saw from Sam Hartman and the collective unit in game one. Isn't it amazing when you have a veteran quarterback that just continues to look down the field? Remember that play, flushed out of the pocket, running to his left, looked like he was going to take off and get seven or eight yards, but he kept his head up and found Greathouse in the end zone for an easy touchdown. Those are just plays that probably don't happen last year. No, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, watching that, uh, you know, I, I tongue-in-cheek put out, uh, I'm enjoying uh, – having Sam Hartman or I like Sam Hartman, something to that effect on, on social media. And, you know, you got your typical blowback. Oh, it's just Navy. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But it's also a Navy team that brought back nine starters from their defense. Uh, yes, they have a new defensive coordinator, but it's still Brian Newberry there, a guy that is, you know, the head coach and has, you know, taken over this position. So as my dog is uh, – very angry with uh, with my assessment there, but uh, no, that play to me was the uh, was the most exciting one uh, of the day. Was the fact that he eluded that pressure, kept his eyes up, and that's that. There's no day, no way that's a touchdown last year. Tim Murray, Veasan host. You can catch him on YouTube TV on the Veasan channel. Also, check out Veasan.com, V-S-I-N.com to get an audio presentation of his program, which airs weekdays at 6 Eastern time. It's amazing to watch the running backs and the wide receivers, Tim. It's been a long time since those two spots have had so much talent and talent that has some pretty good ceiling. It'll be really interesting to see as we move down the line toward that Ohio State game if that rotation shortens at all or if they're going to continue to go with a lot of guys at those two spots. Yeah, no, I mean, you think about, uh, you know, Jadarian Price's first touch, is, it goes for a touchdown. 
Um, you know, I, I think at some point we're going to see an explosive play or two from Jeremiah Love. But, you know, I, I love the fact that you see, uh, you know, in the videos that Notre Dame puts out, it seems like this is a pretty cohesive unit. And, you know, Devin Ford is a guy that probably won't get many touches this year, but I, 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 I kind of like having him in that room. He's, he's an adult. He's a grad transfer. I think he recognizes the talent that is in there. And having someone like that in that room, uh, you know, and I have no, you know, inclination one way or the other, but I'm just, this is the sense I'm getting that having someone like Devin Ford in that room, seeing the talent that he was a part of with, uh, with the Penn state running back room, uh, I do like the fact that he's in that room. And if he goes a game without a carry, I don't think he's going to have a big issue about it, but no, it is, it's exciting. Obviously I think every Notre Dame fan, you know, when you, when you look at the negative, you think about Audrick Estime and the fumble. And you think back to a couple of the situations last year where, uh, he had a little fumbleitis going on, so hopefully that is not a concern moving forward. But no, there, there's no doubt when you look at uh, this running back room, and you look at you know, albeit it's an undersized Navy team, but we know that they're usually aggressive. And I really enjoyed uh, the way that that offensive line came out firing and the aggressiveness we saw from the two guards and, and Coogan and Spindler. So um, I don't think we're going to be able to see a ton from this weekend's performance against you know Tennessee State. Uh, but then, you know, next weekend down in, in, in Raleigh, um, you know, how are they going to perform against what is expected to be a, a pretty solid defensive front there in NC State? Tim, for sports bettors in our market, maybe they're new to getting involved in some sports wagering. They've been on their phones all week, and most of the apps don't have any odds for the Notre Dame-Tennessee State game. Could you explain why there isn't a line throughout the week for that game? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when you have games in, uh, with FCS opponents, uh, we usually don't get those lines until the day of or maybe on Friday evening. So, you know, just keep an eye out. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, as we're, we're chatting here, we've got, uh, you know, uh, about eight games, uh, I think actually seven games today with FCS and FBS opponents. Um, you know, Elon against Wake Forest, you know, I'm just that's the first game up. Those odds came out around, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. So uh, they're not going to be up long. Um, I would say maybe late Friday you'll start to see a couple Notre Dame-Tennessee state lines emerge, but mostly those will pop early, early Saturday morning. Do you have a guess or an idea what the line might be for the Irish? Uh, I'm guessing probably in like the 48 range, somewhere in that Somewhere in that like 45 to 48 range would be my guess. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple people power rate this. I think uh, S&P Plus, Bill Conley, I think he had this at 51. Um, you know, one uh, you know professional sports better that comes on Decent Primetime with me said he would actually look to take Tennessee State anything north of 45 with hmm. you know maybe a little bit of a, a letdown, a little rust, you know coming off of the Ireland game. But, yeah, I think you're probably going to see upper 40s there for Notre Dame and Tennessee State. Tim, how difficult is it to handicap a game like this? It's pretty challenging. Um, you know, you don't have a ton of, uh, you know, I think I, in general, week zero and week one, I've always said historically for me are, are some of my worst weeks. You know, I was fortunate to have a, a couple wins last week uh, but ultimately, I always kind of 
keep it pretty close to the vest. I'm not going nuts. I'm, I'm putting out just uh, some smaller bets, probably in the half unit range, just because you don't have a ton of feel. Now, there are people out there that, that I talk to all the time that have statistical models and have point models that are going to think that this is a week that you can really take advantage of uh, a particular spots. But, um, you know, as for Notre Dame, Tennessee State, the challenge of that, you know, when you're, when you're talking about massive point spreads, you're always wondering, hey, second team, third team players, you know, what's their motivation in the fourth, third and fourth quarter? Marcus Freeman taking on Eddie George, is he really going to want to run up the score on, you know, an Ohio State legend like that? And, and look, we know that, you know, this game uh, with, with, the ACE, with an HBCU coming to South Bend and, and uh, everything that's going to go into the lasting impact of this game, even offside, off the field, I do wonder if, if Notre Dame at some point, third, fourth quarter, kind of eases up a little bit because, you know, this isn't Navy last week. Look, Navy last week, I wasn't surprised to see Sam Hartman in, you know, as the fourth quarter started because, you know, last year Notre Dame was up 35-13 at the half and almost lost to Navy. So you knew they were going to be aggressive. You knew they were going to kind of keep their foot on the pedal as long as they could or as long as they needed to. I don't think that's going to be case. this case. You know, do you get a sluggish start? We don't know. I mean, you also think back to the fact that Notre Dame has never played an FCS opponent. So, you know, what's the mindset going to be? You know, it, it, you know that complacency. I think that hopefully for the Irish, the good thing working for them is that this is the home opener. And honestly, I would think the Central Michigan game to me would be a little bit more worrisome than this game when it comes to kind of beating buttoned up when you know – at the Central Michigan game in two weeks, Darren, Ohio State is kind of lurking in the wings there, that being probably the biggest game of the entire season. Tim Murray, the host of Eason's Primetime Show, my guest here on WSBT Radio. It is week one, and I saw a tweet that you put out, I believe, yesterday. Tim, there are a lot of home underdogs in this first week of the season. Give me a little idea of a couple of spots you're looking at that you find very interesting. Yeah, I'll give you a couple. Um, and, you know, there's no ranked versus ranked matchup on Saturday. The only one we have this week is is the big one on Sunday with LSU taking on Florida State. But that being said, I think there are a couple interesting spots. So, you, you know, I mentioned the home dogs. Um, you know, Colorado State's a team that I think uh, a lot of folks in, in my circles are, are pretty high on, and I am as well. Uh, I wrote up the Mountain West for the VEASAN Guide and uh, this is a Colorado State team, Jay Norvell, year number two, uh, brought in a bunch of talent in the portal, didn't lose a lot. And, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of movement here in favor of Colorado State who's playing Washington State. That's a 7 o'clock p.m. game uh, on Saturday. So I think Colorado State's an intriguing spot. Uh, I don't personally have a bet on this game, but, you know, Wyoming is in prime time against Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is a team that's got a lot of hype coming into this year. Uh, some people think they're a dark horse to potentially win the Big 12, Darren. And then you got a potential look-ahead factor where Texas Tech hosts Oregon next week. So a uh, really intriguing spot on Saturday night in prime time with Wyoming uh, visit or hosting Texas Tech, which would be uh, pretty neat for, for, for Wyoming. And then you got a couple other spots. San Jose State played last week, covered against USC. Uh, they get Oregon State on CBS. That's a Sunday 3:30 Eastern game. Uh, San Jose State is, you know, unveiling uh, new 
uh, new renovations to their football stadium. And I thought they looked, you know, formidable last week against USC. Certainly could score with USC. I don't know about their defense. And then Monday night, a game that's going to have certainly a lot of intrigue from Notre Dame fans with two future opponents going head-to-head. You've got Duke taking on Clemson. Um, You know, personally, uh, I actually think Clemson – Uh, takes Duke a little bit to the woodshed here. Um, Duke's been getting some hype coming off of last year, winning nine games, but they didn't play Clemson last year. They didn't play Florida State last year. They didn't play Notre Dame last year. So I think we're going to really find out who Duke is this year. But Riley Leonard, their quarterback, is is a legit pro, uh, and that is going to be fascinating to see. But I think Clemson, with Garrett Riley coming in from TCU as their new offensive coordinator, Kate Klubnick taking over, uh, I think this might be a situation where Clemson kind of tries to show the world who they are, uh, but another home dog situation. So, yeah, we've got uh, you know upwards of around 10, 11 uh, home dog situations mm. on Saturday and Sunday and, and then on Monday with the Duke-Clemson game. Tim, let me finish with this. You look at future Notre Dame lines. Is there any line that you find very intriguing at this moment? Yeah, I mean, I'll jump to the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. I, I think that's, you know, very intriguing right now because, you know, you look at Ohio State, uh, we know the talent that they have, Darren, but they have a massive question at the tackle position, and that may be a weakness for Notre Dame, kind of taking advantage of a team like that. Uh, but I think you look at some of the question marks they have defensively. Uh, you look at the performance Sam Hartman had uh, in Week 0, and, you know, we haven't seen Kyle McCord yet. We haven't seen Devin Brown yet. Uh, what are these quarterbacks going to look like when they play Indiana on the road on Saturday? So uh, that game still being north of a touchdown, I think, is really intriguing where um, Notre Dame clearly is going to be up for that. I imagine the crowd is going to be uh, the best or, at worst, the second best of the season. My guess would be, Darren, it'll be the best uh, you know, uh, energy of the entire year. Uh, if Notre Dame takes care of NC State next week, I think Notre Dame and, and Ohio State certainly have a real good shot of hosting college game day uh, on that day in September. So I think that being north of a touchdown is, is pretty intriguing to me, uh, knowing that I think that this Notre Dame team can exploit some of the weaknesses that uh, this Ohio State team has. And also the fact that, you know, the, the biggest strength for Ohio State maybe the biggest strength for Notre Dame mm-hmm. in the cornerback position versus their wide receivers. So I think that's going to be a hell of a game. And uh, I think north of a touchdown kind of uh, is certainly appealing with the Irish at home. You can check out Tim tonight at 6 Eastern time with his co-host, the Super Bowl champion, Sean King. Again, VEASAN is available on YouTube TV. And you can go to their website, VEASAN.com, to hear the audio presentation of their program. Tim, good to catch up with you. I can't wait for next week. I'm intrigued by this NC State game, Armstrong getting back with his old offensive coordinator. I think we could have one heck of a football game next week, so I look forward to talking to you about it then. No doubt about it. Looking forward to seeing uh, what the Wolfpack bring to the table tonight when they're uh, yeah. in U- at UConn. All right, very good. Tim, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. That's Tim Murray from VEASAN, and Sportsbeat continues next on WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 